At the end of my impact presentations, I typically get asked questions about what to do with lazy employees or employees who show up acting like they don't care. I similarly get asked by teachers how to assist students who are completely unmotivated. And I will tell you, my answer to both of those questions is the same. In this episode, we are going to dive into the root cause of some of these behaviors that you might be seeing at work or at school or with your players if you are a coach and how you as a leader can take action and assist this individual in doing their very best. So let's get into how to motivate the unmotivated. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 29 of the What If It Works podcast. And today we are talking all about how to motivate the unmotivated. This is an episode that I am so passionate about because 20 years ago, I needed this episode. I needed someone teaching me how to notice the signs of people behaving unmotivated so that I could step into my leadership role and really help them see a different potential for themselves. And so this episode is dedicated to new teacher, Miss Litchfield in 2005 as she was stepping into her classroom. Now, whether you are a teacher yourself or you are an employee, a boss, a leader of any kind, I know that you have worked with people who come off that they are lazy or unmotivated to try hard and work hard and exceed. And so today we're going to talk all about recognizing the signs and learning what could be causing someone to disengage or feel unmotivated or that they just don't care about their work or their place on your team? And then what are some steps you can take as a leader? Now, I will preface this episode by saying your employees are not just going to wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day I am going to show up to work energized, motivated to do my best, and I am going to care about the attention to detail I put in my work today. That is probably not likely. And so in this episode, you are going to learn the action steps that can pull that purpose and that value out of someone so that they can truly show up as their true potential. But it starts with you. So I hope that as you listen and as you think through the situations that maybe your employees or your students might be going through, that you can understand that root cause a little bit more and then be fueled and confident on the actions to take to help them gain momentum, feel a little bit of success, and therefore get motivated. Now, if you found yourself just now saying, I don't even know if I want to listen to this because my actions don't make a difference, I need you to listen to me for one minute. If you are feeling that as a leader, you cannot create change, you cannot transform the culture around you, 
there is a way for you to feel inspired and confident that the actions you take produce positive results. There is a lead with impact cohort coming where you get to bring your own personal leadership to the table, to the cohort, dissect it during the investigate module, and then learn the strategies for you to take action and confidently lead others. You are going to walk away from the cohort feeling prepared to walk into meetings and have tough conversations because of the skills that you will learn in the cohort. Now, the cohort does not launch until February 19th, but you can go learn more about the cohort at www.anvote.com slash lead dash with dash impact. On that page, you'll find the dates, you'll find the amount of time that is involved in the cohort, and a little bit about the content. You'll be able to hear what other people have had to say about the material and what they got out of it. It is an incredible opportunity for you to sharpen your leadership and communication skills. And I will tell you, just last week, I had a phone call from someone who asked me to come speak at her bank, and she took my Lead with Impact course last spring. And in the request that she asked me to come speak, she said, to this day, I have lived by three of the impact principles, and I even got promoted this summer. And now I am leading leaders. So when I tell you that you will feel excited to walk into work, you will see movement out of your people and you will grow and shift your workplace culture for the better. I am not lying to you. Get in there, check it out. Email me with questions, impact at anvote.com. It launches on February 19th, but the first cohort email comes out for you the first week of March and it is only in the month of March. So we go in, we go deep and we do it quickly in the four weeks of March. It could be life-changing for you. I mean it. Sharpen those skills, show up in a way that you put your best foot forward and watch the results shift around you. Why are people showing up to work and not doing their work, acting like they don't care or appearing that they are super lazy? What might be the reason that they are doing this? Let's look at a couple different root causes of employees showing up as if they don't care or they're unmotivated. Number one, you might be noticing that they have no work ethic or it appears that they have no drive. Now, what are some things that could cause this? Number one, this could be a learned behavior. This could be a learned behavior. Now, hear me out. What does that mean? It means that in their lifetime, they were not pushed to do their best. They showed up, they did the bare minimum, and they got rewarded for that bare minimum. And now they are walking into your place of work or walking into your classroom and they are giving you the bare minimum. And so what can we do? If this is a learned behavior, then they need to 
unlearn it, right? And they need to be shown or modeled what the work ethic is expected of them. Now, in all of my situations, you are going to have a face-to-face, eye-to-eye conversation with this individual. And no, you're not going to say, hey, I noticed you're really lazy. Instead, you might say something like, hey, I noticed in the morning it takes you 30 minutes to get started, and I'm wondering if we can have a conversation about that. If you get going right at 8 a.m., you're going to be able to get more of your work done and hit your quota for the day, right? This person might need a role model, and that might have to be you. How are you showing up, and how are you showing hard work and a positive work ethic, right? So think about yourself as a leader, And make sure to have a conversation with this individual about what they can be doing so that they know what is expected of them and they can be more clear on that so that they are more able to take action. Something I train on very often is that people who are unclear are hesitant to act. People who are hesitant to act are slow to make momentum or create momentum. And so we need to make sure that they are very clear in what is expected of them, that we believe they can meet this mark and we role model it for them so that they see the evidence that they can do the work you are suggesting. Now let's talk about another situation. I'm going to use the example of the Karate Kid on this one. If you have not seen the Karate Kid from the 80s, I am so sorry. But in the movie, the Karate Kid is asked to paint an entire fence of Mr. Miyagi's. And then he is asked to sand an entire deck floor. And then he is asked to paint the car, or excuse me, wax the car. And you can tell that by the end of all these tasks, he is feeling unmotivated and he just doesn't care anymore. And I think he even says that to Mr. Miyagi, like, why am I even doing this? I don't even care. And then Mr. Miyagi says, show me paint the fence. And as he's showing him the motions of painting the fence, Mr. Miyagi is showing him that he actually got stronger in those actions and those gained those muscles that he can then do the moves to block the punches that Mr. Miyagi was showing. And when he says, sand the floor, show me how you sand the floor. It's another move that Mr. Miyagi is going to do for him. And the karate kid is blocking those moves because of those skills he learned. Yes, it taught him a very important lesson, right? but it had him very unmotivated. And so how can we use this analogy when we think about our students, when we think about our employees? If they don't know why they're doing something, they have a complete lack of purpose. They don't even know why they're doing this anymore. I see this in a lot of people who are bored with their jobs and feeling like they want to quit. And in conversations with me, they'll say like, I just don't even think it's worth it. And so there is the key for you to hear. If you hear someone talking about, it's not worth my time or it's not worth me doing it, it's that they do not see purpose in their work or they don't see how the work they are doing fits into the bigger picture.
And so really the action step there is to get clear with them why they're doing a specific task or why it's important to do a task in a certain way. So again, we're giving them clarity, but we're also giving them purpose and a bigger version than what they see in front of them, right? Take any sort of assembly line, and if you took a worker out of that assembly line, the end of the end product would not be the same because you would not have that one worker and the skill that they bring to that assembly line or the task that they do in that assembly line. And so, therefore, we need to help that assembly line worker understand they fit into a bigger picture. Now, if you are at a bank, your sales clerk, your teller is part of a bigger picture, but they may not feel that way. They may think, I just stand here and wait for people to come put money in or take money out. That's my only job and that I don't care about. But when they understand that they are helping families save money for their future or they are helping that woman get out of a situation by being that smiling face as they are being helped at the bank, right? And so help them understand their purpose in the bigger picture. Another reason you might see people acting lazy or that they don't care, it might actually be a cover-up. They might be covering up that they are not confident in their work. And so in order not to be bothered or not to be given important tasks, they lay low, they appear like they don't care, or they appear that they don't have the energy or the drive to get something done. And so I am going to call this root cause lack of confidence. Now, if you are a classroom teacher and you are listening to this, I need you to understand that this may show up as sleeping in class. This may show up as doodling on the assignment instead of completing the assignment. This also might show up as talking in a group project instead of doing the work. When people are not confident, they deflect right? They find ways to avoid the work. And so this is where you'll see people sleeping. You will see students disengage. You will see students talking because they're confident in those actions. They are not confident that they can do well on your assignment or in your class. And those of you who see this at work, this lack of confidence, you might see this out of the younger generation. And so they take their time, they work slowly because they're just not confident in what they are doing. And now what is the number one way to increase confidence? It is to give compliments. It is to go over and make sure they understand that their work is done well. If it is, do not lie. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying point out strengths so that they grow in those strengths and they grow in their weaknesses at the same 
time because they are more confident in the actions they are taking. Also within this, friends, is getting clear. Getting clear on what they need to do because confident people take action. Confident people say yes to opportunity and growth. Confident people overcome fear of doing things wrong and they try and they succeed. And so making sure your teammates, your employees, your students, your players on your team feel confident in their skills or confident in their actions is going to be the actions that you focus on. Make sure you are giving positive feedback. Make sure you are addressing anything that is not going well. And I'm actually going to transition right there into you. You as the leader, how are you showing up to motivate and inspire these team members? So yes, you're going to investigate the root cause. You're going to maybe ask some questions to find out, is it poor work ethic? Is it lack of purpose? Is it lack of confidence or lack of clarity? And then you're going to take action. You are either going to give more information and help them get clear. You are going to give appreciation. You are going to show up as a role model, but it really comes down to you to help them see a new path, to help them strengthen their skills. Because when they strengthen those skills, they are more apt to act. And that is when we see movement and that is how we create momentum and motivation at work. To truly see transformation in your culture and in these employees or these teammates or these students who are coming off as unmotivated or lazy, we need to make sure that we are not lazy in our leadership. So often we can talk, talk, talk about our lazy employees. But what are we doing when we see those behaviors, when we see them taking extra breaks, when we see them doing a task super slowly? What are we doing as leaders? Are we stepping in? Are we asking questions? Are we being curious about why behaviors are happening? Or are we watching and getting frustrated? When those questions come up at my workshops, what do I do about lazy employees? I usually start by asking questions to the leader about their leadership. And I'll say, what do you do when you see a lazy behavior? And they're like, oh, Anne, it happens all the time. If I addressed them every time, then that's all I would do all day. Okay, then that's all we're going to do for one entire day is step in, be a role model, ask questions, show them what they need to be doing and why it matters and step in and step up. You will only have to do this for a short amount of time before they realize she means business. He means business. He is stepping up and and having a conversation with me because he has high expectations. And lazy leaders do not have high expectations. Lazy leaders become victims of their employees' 
lack of confidence. They become victims of their employees' lack of engagement instead of being the light to the fire to inspire and motivate and empower. And that's who I want you showing up for. I want you to think about the most inspiring boss you ever had. Did you go to work and act in this way that these other employees are acting? Absolutely not. Now, by the way, I don't want anyone getting offended. If you have lazy employees, I am not saying this is your doing. I am not saying that. What I am saying is the moment you see behavior that is not productive and efficient and effective, you are going to have a conversation because our expectations are set on productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness and helping people grow and learn as well. And so the moment you see these behaviors, if you are not helping them see a better version of themselves and you are not helping them become motivated and you are not helping them become elevated in their leadership, then yes, that shows me that we have some work to do. And that's okay. We are all here to learn and grow, but we are not victims when we are leaders We see things, we address it, we are confident in our skills, and we are supportive in our words and our actions. And let me tell you, what if you show up to work as the leader you know that you can be, and you already have the skills inside you to do this, and you show up confidently, and you show up as that role model, and you ask questions and get curious about specific behaviors, and you set the bar high. What if it works? What if you see those lazy employees shift to motivated employees who show up with purpose and drive and clarity, and confidence. What will that do for your workplace culture? What will that do for your classroom? And let me tell you, what will that do for that student in your class right now who doesn't have the confidence to even try, who doesn't see purpose in their life, and you show up as the educator, as the leader who says, Let me show you your future. Let me tell you about where you are going in life. And let me grow your confidence so that you can take on any challenge you seek in the future. What if that works? What if you shift an entire student's trajectory because you show them who they can be? And you support them and you appreciate them and you help them grow in their strengths and get better at their weaknesses. That's what leaders do. And that's what you can do even for that 45-year-old employee. Don't count them out. We are all out here learning and growing, myself included. So instead of judging and labeling them as lazy and unmotivated, go get curious, go get clear, and go grow confidence. Because you will see a totally different side of people 
when they feel that they have purpose in a bigger picture, they will show up with passion and they will take action and they will create momentum for you, your team, your business. And it will work. I know it. We just got to keep working at it. It might not work overnight. It might not work by the end of this month. But I am telling you with consistency, you can transform your culture and you can transform your people. And you, yes, you can create change in other people's lives. Believe it. Go achieve it. Talk about pulling out passion. When I tell you I needed this episode, when I was a new teacher, I mean it. I did not believe that I could create change. I did not believe I could have impact in the way that I did later in my career. And I truly believe I didn't have impact early in my career because I didn't believe that and because I didn't act on that belief. And once I saw the impact and felt the impact and had students coming back and telling me about the impact that I had with them, that's when I truly shifted my actions. And that's when I showed up as the leader I knew I could be. I grew in my confidence and I grew in my clarity of what my role was as a teacher. I set down the curriculum being the most important thing that kids learned in my class. And I started putting at the top of the priority list that kids learned who they were and where they could go in the world. And when I tell you that that is how you influence people for good, I mean it. There is true impact and influence that you can have over the people around you, whether they are above you or below you or next to you. There is impact that you can be making by building other people up and not labeling them as lazy and not discounting them for the behaviors you're seeing. And instead, motivating and inspiring and empowering them to show up as the version you know they can be. And again, if you need a kick in the pants about how you can do that, go back and listen to episode 28, which is all about mentoring your skills. And if you really feel like this is an area where you are passionate about and you know you can do it, you just don't have the strategies to do it, I want to see you in the Lead with Impact cohort because that is what that cohort is for, to get you so empowered that you take action, you create momentum, and you see the results you see the positive workplace culture that you work to transform. And believe me when I tell you it can happen. I've seen it with my clients and my students. I just know you can see it too. I can't wait to see you in there and I cannot wait for you to come back and listen to another episode. Thanks for being here today. If you loved this episode, please leave a review. This is how other leaders are going to find this inspiration and this motivation and these action steps that you can start taking right away and they can too. I appreciate you and I'm so excited to be out here learning and growing with you and creating change together. <laughs>